0: Kelly Sue, uh, yeah. talk to talk to me a little bit.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I was just talking to Lisa about how I feel like I'm disgracing this entire company because my lipstick looks terrible. Well, does, am I in the same? Good nose? news.
0: This is radio, so <laughs> <don't worry
1: about laughs> no it. one's noticing. No one's noticing. So that's kind of what I have going on today. Mm. Um, uh,
0: guys, just so you know, listening at home, her lipstick looks fine. Uh, no, <laughs> no joke. I don't know if this makes me hotter or less hot. I used to be a makeup artist. Oh, no, also, like for real, like a special also. effects makeup artist. Oh, cool. So um, I'm better at like zombie makeup than lipstick. But like, I know how to do. Lip- yeah, I know my way understand. around so lipstick. So do I look more like a
1: person or a zombie right
0: now? <laughs> person, for, like <laughs> I didn't think zombie at all, like 0%, oh, zero percent. But now that you percentage said it, zombie. You, guys, you
1: know, it's the little things. <laughs> That make life worth
2: living. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> yeah, you're hired. You're rehired. Well,
1: Lisa fired me just a second ago, yeah. but I'm rehired again. Because so of the lipstick? Yeah.
2: You gotta bring your A game, Kelly Sue. What I try to do. Yeah. Thank yeah. Goodness.
1: You're back in. You're in. Yeah. Mean, like how a, do I sound? You
0: 47? sound great. Awesome. The sound is going right over that lipstick into my ears <laughs> or into the microphone. It's perfect. I'm
1: creating a beautiful hypnotic effect. Lisa, let's <laughs> hear
0: yours because your lipstick looks great too. Your
2: lipstick does look good. It looks good. Every time. See, and this is why no one listens to women because we sit around and talk about lipstick I know, the whole we time. Are. Hope. Oh,
0: if the much microphone
3: better. Was on. Much better. I, I find that, that when yeah. you turn things on, things down. they tend to work a little better. That mm-hmm.
0: wasn't you. That was whoever used it last. Put it off. <laughs> put it down. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Let's see. Okay. okay I, I can think we're good. Be an
1: interesting, thoughtful feminist and still worry about how my lipstick looks. Of
2: course, you can. I'm a fully formed person. You are. <laughs> you are. We believe that.
0: I love this because this is very different than what our podcast is normally about.
2: <laughs> Welcome to us, my friends. Yes, Sorry
0: about <laughs> so so all our listeners to the Launch Mad Podcast, we are still here at the Mad Meltdown event uh, at uh, a shop called Quest in the <clears throat> Arts District, and we are talking with the wonderful ladies of Hex Comics. Uh, yes. I have. Lindley, I have Kelly Sue, and I have Lisa. Let's just go down the line. Um, You can say your full names, and you can say what you guys do for Hex Comics, and uh, then one or more of you can just give us a a rundown of what Hex Comics is and what you guys are about.
2: All right, we can do that. I I think so. Uh, My name is Lindley Forrest. I am the editor and the producer of Hex 11, which is our premier title. I am also the CEO of Hex Comics, which is the publishing company that the three of us aptly run. (laughs)
0: <laughs> she actually patted herself on the back when she said that
2: i did <laughs> um, it's a lot of work it deserves
1: <laughs> attention it does deserve attention i'm looking at you while i'm talking right now i'm kelly sue <laughs> milano i'm the writer of hex 11 and uh i am also i guess the vp of the development vp of development for hex comics okay that's what i do <laughs>
3: I am Lisa K. Weber. I am the artist of Hex 11, and I am the chief creative officer wow. of Hex Comics. is true.
0: That's a pretty good... T- what does that mean? What does a pretty good title? Chief I mean, creative officer. Oh, what do yeah. you what do? you do? that
3: I direct the creative output of the company. Wow. That's a big job. She defines and approves
2: our aesthetic. Yeah. Yes. Projects we take on as we mm-hmm. take on, you know, new scripts. She is in charge of finding artists for to who will best express those new concepts and ideas, and then she oversees the output of those artists to make sure that it's meeting our um, quality standards. Yep. Yep.
0: Tell us a little bit about the quality standards. What 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 kind of books do you guys like to produce? What have you done so far? What would you like to do?
2: Well, so we started this uh, company in 2014. Lisa and I have been friends for a, for a very long time. Uh, We both, through a series of just randomness, ended up together in L.A. We had met in New York uh, some years ago and had been friends. And then we all ended up here in L.A. And uh, at the beginning of 2014, we were talking about Lisa's uh, been a professional illustrator since she got out of art school like 700 years ago or whenever. um,
0: (laughs) These women are not 700 years old. (laughs) And I'm not just saying that because their makeup looks good. They're not 700.
2: Yeah, Really? Uh, I don't dye my hair. This is natural. Um, so, but Lisa and I uh, were sitting at the beginning of like January 2014 at El Compadre, word up, that place, <laughs> drinking uh, margaritas that were on fire. And you should note it was the El Compadre on
1: Sunset Street. Yes, yes, the rock
2: and roll El Compadre. And we frequented there often. So we were talking about Lisa's frustrations with being a freelance illustrator in that you there's only you're your own bottleneck there's only so much work you can take on because there's only so much literal work you can create because it's just your hand and your hand can only do so much stuff in a day and so i was we were talking about ways to get around that and let's catch 22 man it's a difficult situation for artists trying to make a life and wanting to make more than you know thirty thousand dollars a year or something <laughs> and so i asked her if you could do anything if you had all the money, what would you do? And she said, oh, I want to make comic books. And I was like, whoa, What? really? Why? Do people read those? <laughs> I was completely out of the loop. <laughs> completely out of the loop on the comic scene. Um, but she was like, oh, no, no, they totally do. And it's awesome. And I was like, oh, okay. Because to me, comics were still just superhero stories. Sure. That I, and I just didn't ever relate to that. I love storytelling. I love visual storytelling. I have a background, I'm an actor, you know, and I'm also a singer and I love a lyric and I I you know I love the emotional impact that uh, that type of creativity has. And so I'm into it. I just I just didn't know it was as diverse it is, as it has become over these, you know, the, the recent future, I guess. And so uh, I said, Well, do you have an idea? Or are you talking about you want to go to work for somebody? She's like, No, no, I've got this idea I've been working on no. for like 10 years. And it was what is now Hex 11. So I said, well, let's put some structure around it. I mean, and see what we get. Lisa, uh, we call her the consummate professional because she is hardcore. She knows how to get work done. She, <laughs> she understands. looks hardcore, just yeah. so you guys know. We'll <laughs> yeah. put
0: pictures up on her social media, yeah. but she's hardcore. <laughs> so
2: yeah, hard. she is. So hardcore. Um, so I trusted that if she, you know, if she wanted to get to work on something, that it would, you know, she would be a good partner in that. Um, my forte is, I, I come from an arts background, but I spent most of my, like, proper career in IT and in business. So I was like, eh, we can do this if you want to do this. So we went to work on it. And after about a month of kind of taking in what she had already created, we realized we needed a writer. And so um, my husband, who works, um, who is the IT director for a large ad agency, um, it was like, I know the perfect person. She just put her job here to go take these UCLA writing classes for 30-minute TV shows. Her name's Kelly Sue Milano. It was me. <laughs> yeah. The whole, time? the whole time? The whole time. It was Kelly Sue. And so we were like, well, okay. So we set up this meeting with Kelly Sue. And uh, it was like from the get-go, just straight up kismet. It was weird. Kelly Sue and Lisa clicked. They knew all the same stuff. They liked all the same stuff. They knew all the same jokes because there are a whole bunch of nerds. And it was <laughs> magical. And
0: I like I that you're not a nerd. Like, you're like these nerds I work with I know, at the, cool right? the comic book. <laughs> we, we,
3: we lured her in. It's true. So expertly. She's, now, she's now a total Hoobian, nerd now. I am a,
2: yeah, oh, man, I'm a Hoobian. Hoobian. oh, man, I'm such a hardcore Whovian. Oh, man. Yeah, no, this was not my world. But I mean, again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a shapeshifter. I'm glad to be wherever. I just want to have a good time. And I want people to be able to like Make their dreams come true. And if I can facilitate that, that makes my dreams come true. So, uh, and again, I mean, I love Lisa and I've been friends forever. And it's like for her to find a way to express her genius in an authentic and powerful way, I was like, I, yeah, I'm all in on that. And then once I met Kelly Sue, I was like, no, this is, these, we deserve, we deserve, these women deserve an outlet. And uh, I like a good challenge. And I'm a crazy problem solver. So I'm like, let's fucking get to work. So we did. And uh, Kelly came on board in like April. We had issue one done by September. I incorporated the business in August. We had already had a table at Kamikaze, which was, you know, LA Comic Con now and mm-hmm. all the millions of other things they'd call it for some random reason. <laughs> um, so we showed up there. We printed 150 issues our 200 issues or something of the, is of the first brought. that's all we could afford. Mm-hmm. It was $550 or some crazy stuff. <laughs> we literally paid for it. We were like, well, I've got like six cents and some change and some dollars. Really? And how much
3: money do you have? Yeah. Give it to me.
2: Give it to that me. <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> we printed at this local comic printer. He was like, uh, they were called, uh, Gotham what was it? Pre- Gotham, Pre- press. Gotham press. And they were lovely and so helpful. And then we went and sold out of all of our books. Before noon on Sunday. Wow. They were supposed to last us across three shows.
0: But that's yeah. a great problem to have. And you so said great. you're such a great problem yeah. solver. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So we were like, damn, I guess we're going to make issue two now. Yeah. <laughs> and then and the whole thing's just gone on since then. We put out new issues about every six to eight weeks. We are now, we just finished volume two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, so that's 12 issues we've had up until now. And issue 13 is on its way. And hopefully we'll be in the hands of people before the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And then we're you know on the track to making... Um, volume 3. Yep. It's an ongoing series. It's called Hex 11. Uh, well, yeah,
0: let's back up awesome. from... like. I mean, that's that's great that you guys have found so much success and you've done so much so far. Let's go back. Lisa, you had this idea in your head already. I did. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners what it's about? What, what is the pitch for, for Hex 11?
3: Um, well, the quick pitch is Harry Potter meets Blade Runner. Okay. Kelly Sue came up with that one.
0: That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. How, then, how, what did you say about it before there was a Kelly Sue?
3: Oh, man. <laughs>
0: you well, like, I didn't
3: know how to do, yeah. like, I couldn't sum it up in a log line. This was part of why we needed a writer. Sure. I was like, so I've got this world, and I've got these characters, but I don't know how to make the world turn and make the characters talk to each other. Like, and what, how do I put energy and motion into
0: these That's an amazing analogy for someone who said she needed a writer to express herself. That was really good.
3: Oh, well. (laughs) You know, Kelly Sue's taught me a thing or two about how to express myself with words.
0: Well, give us a little bit more about what Hex... Give give me a paragraph. Give me three or four sentences about Uh, what Hex 11 is about.
3: um, It takes place in this world where uh, this kind of near future world where magic has been discovered like it's a new technology Mm -hmm. and it's kind of being used this way. Um, And so those who are kind of powers that be in the corporatocracy have discovered enough about magic that they can commodify it and control its use so I'm not it's as okay. good at Lindley uh, as doing. You're doing the a good pitch. job. You're, <laughs> you're selling <laughs> it well too. I do spend, honestly, to her defense,
2: I I am the pitch master. She's become the sales <laughs> pitch master <laughs> I'm the sales pitch master. But you're doing a great job. I, I mean, am right. right. Like I, I'll be honest. Yeah. I know
0: so, the but, answer. I know what the book is about. But <laughs> yeah. you're doing a good, <laughs>
1: good job. <laughs> yeah. So where we're
2: at is they've the powers that be have commodified it. Yeah. And so now if you have money, oh, you right. can download. Magical abilities, like we download apps.
0: Oh, what—that's a really, really great idea. And that was part of your, Lisa, your original interpretation of the idea. Not yeah. interpretation. Yeah. you're Your seed so of the I idea. Yeah.
3: Kind of, I had set up like a brief that kind of talked about how magic would be applied to a real world, like uh, how you know, kind of fortune tellers would become you know, economic forecasters and things like that to kind of like predict how products would sell and like when markets would crash and all of these kinds of things.
2: Oracles and
3: alchemy being used in the pharmaceutical industry and things like that. That Mm -hmm. is like that. It's we can translate it to a modern time and um, but have it have this like extra kind of unknown element yeah, and that unknown element is what is going to cause all of the problems yes. obviously.
2: <laughs> and, you know we talk about it a lot it's an analogy in some ways oh to, yeah. uh, you know to the Absolutely. things we're experiencing in our modern lives or what have you um but it's a ton of fun it is to kind it of sounds explore like the world in this way you
0: so know lisa comes up with this world she tells lindley they're like we got to do something about this Kelly Sue, now yep. you are the last of these three, at least, to be brought in, mm-hmm. and it sounds like um, Lisa had a pretty definitive idea of, of what the story oh, yeah. was, what what it was. Is that as a writer, is that harder or easier for you to come into that than if you just had your own idea and hit the ground with your um, own thing?
1: To me, it was exponentially easier, if it can be quantified in numbers, which <laughs> I can't really, but you get it. Um, what had happened was we had met up at, uh, it was what once was Rosewood Tavern, Fairfax. And we met each other and I was like, man, I'm really down for this. It's this so exciting. I had just finished, of course, learning how to write half hour comedy television at UCLA. And so when we were, when I was in that class where I was basically just learning format and we were learning how to write within a format based on a pre-existing show. But we were essentially writing a spec script for a show that was currently on TV. So it was like, I had no idea how primed I was becoming to do this. Exactly this. Sure. Exactly this. Taking an idea and then creating the, like my, I don't want to say my story structure, but story structure around a pre-existing idea. So we were like, yeah, let's do it. Um, And Lisa sent over the character briefs and the world descriptions. And that was, as I was reading through it, I was like, oh my God, it's Harry Potter and Blade Runner. And then I was like, dude, this is Harry Potter meets Blade Runner. (laughs) And she was like, oh man, that's the elevator pitch. And so we kind of, we we borrowed those aesthetics Mm -hmm. and then we were really off to the races at that point. And creating the story in those early days, again, was one of these things where it's like we didn't even realize we were being primed for the way of work that we have now. Sure. Yeah. Like we were kind of creating it in our own way because it is a little bit of an unusual pairing in terms of how comics are made. Like typically the writer is writing it all out and is very directional in terms of layout Mm -hmm. and what people are looking at. And that's just not the way that we've ever operated, you know? I'll handle the dialogue and the structure of each issue, and I'll do scene notes at the very most. But everything is Lisa because she's the consummate professional, as we say. (laughs) um, I've heard. Yeah, exactly. So we we have a really wonderful way of flowing now where we're developing the story together in real time. And it's just, I mean, it really is like a dream come true in so many ways. Yeah, especially for two comic lovers, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. and this
0: other girl that <laughs> not a nerd, not. but that you pulled in.
2: Who become cool. a comic lover? I really like motorcycles and like cool stuff, <laughs> which is why her cool, favorite man. comic cool. book is Saga. Yeah. because it's
1: filled with a bunch of go. people I... who are like, we don't care about stuff. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I just love... in case Brian and Fiona Staples are
2: listening. We love them so much. No, and I, I, you know, again. <laughs> <those laughs> I'm just into everything. I'm just into good. I'm really into great stuff. I'm into people expressing themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm into authenticity. I'm into freedom of expression. And I'm into like leveraging the tools that are available to you and not being beholden by some bullshit. You know, like I don't. Sorry to I have a terrible mouth.
3: No fucking
0: problem. (laughs) We can talk like crazy. (laughs) That doesn't matter.
2: I don't think it's that But I just the thought of her lipstick is messed up, though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Damn it! You know what, you guys? I'll be right back. Okay, <laughs> I to fix my lips back for this podcast, I'm on. Podcast. Um, but yeah, I just the I, the idea. I just I love the idea of like of empowerment and of not being beholden to somebody else's structure and just being like, I'm going to do this. And if you know what you're doing and it's good and the people like it, then that's all you. That's all you need. I hear that. You know, and I, I like that we're doing it for ourselves. I like that the three of us have found we have built this incredible community. Yeah. We found this community. I didn't know necessarily when we set out to do this that that's what would actually be the, the true outcome of it. But that's what we've gotten is just like the fans who've now become our friends and this and this same thing with this and what people were talking about with Meltdown Comics. And mm-hmm. like it's, it's just it's about. Finding your people, you know, and finding commonality and and finding people who are drawn to the fact that you found a voice that they relate to. Right. Right. It's just profound. I think it's our whole purpose as humans, honestly. And uh, that's why I was so I was I'm I'm in. I mean, I'm in on all of it. I also had a whole cabaret career (laughs) and I feel the same way about singing and about, you know, anybody deserves the opportunity to express themselves in an honest way. And I'm, you know, I'm just glad to be here,
3: honestly.
0: Well, when we we're all very lucky to be here at this yeah. event. I mean, this is a great thing to yeah, do at incredible. a comic book store. We're all very lucky. The sad thing is, it's kind of like speed dating, so I only have like a certain amount of time with everybody.
2: listen, I'm gonna tell you right now, we're the best thing you're gonna see here today. Oh, I was gonna tell you word. that, but I was gonna tell you that
0: off the air, so no one else heard me say that. I'm sorry, I'm um, aggressive.
2: We would she love to. out here at <laughs> San Diego Comic Con, <laughs> <laughs> where there's just thousands of folks to look at. Oh, no, we were Come on, we're like chicks. We got that going for we're us. We're like chicks. Not exactly yeah, the yeah. same,
0: just like them. We're
2: like, we're like chicks. I'm like a chick, but don't call me yeah, a chick. That's right. I would never. Just kidding, uh, it's fine. Yeah, I don't really mind what you call me. <laughs> just be ready for a fight.
0: Well, it's been great to talk to you guys. Before we go, though, and I would love to have you back on the show to talk more at awesome. length yeah, in general. Any time. Um, But can can you guys give me just... Uh, uh, what, is, what is Meltdown's connection to Hex Comics?
2: Oh, boy. Honestly, we... I, I, we don't like Hex Comics specifically doesn't have a direct connection to Meltdown except through our friends, Ly- mm-hmm. Rylan. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and I also think Tuba that Magic our Carla. Yeah.
3: at a show. Right. I also All think right. that our
1: that, you know, after listening to the panel and after, you know, getting to know Rylan has moderated a panel that he invited us to be on and talking to him about it, I really feel that our mission statement and kind of the heart of our company is very in line with what Meltdown um, was always about, mm-hmm. which was about creating community and champion championing creators and aspiring creators. Yeah, so,
2: definitely. Um,
1: if there was anything we wanted to take from the legacy of Meltdown, I think it would probably be that.
2: Yeah, excellent. Well, and, that, and as you had said in the beginning, what are we what are we trying to do and what are we interested in? We're interested in being a platform for creators whose voices are often marginalized because they don't fit into the standard hey, well, this is profitable or this is not profitable or this is what we expect from a comic book and this is what we don't or what have you. You know, our whole deal is to be that place where if you really have a great story to tell, I mean, it's got to be quality, but that if you've got a great story to tell, but you just are having a hard time being heard because you don't fit a box, then we're your place, you know? That's that's, amazing. I mean, And I
0: really am excited to talk to you guys more about that, so... Uh, Thank you very much for taking a couple minutes.
1: Thank you so much. We're here at the
0: Meltdown event at a shop called Quest in downtown Los Angeles. If you guys haven't been here before, come check it out.